Welcome back. This is Think Tank Podcast, Season 3. Today we're talking all things Andor with Ryder Reynolds. Let's get into it. Welcome to The Think Tank, a podcast for life's deeper conversations. From life, guest interviews, and everything in between, we're discussing it all. Join hosts Chase Sanchez and Ethan Finn as we dive deep into The Think Tank. Welcome back to Think Tank Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Ethan. Uh, no chase today on the episode. Uh, just uh, just me me and a good friend of mine, actually. Uh, we're here to talk talk all things and or. We'll switch it up a little bit on the podcast here today, uh, going into some, some nerdy Star Wars stuff. Um, and Ryder, it's good to have you back on the show. What's going on, man? Thank you for having me back. Uh, I, I, last time was really exciting to talk about, so I'm definitely excited to come back on here and uh, talk more Star Wars with you. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think yeah, you've been on a couple different times, once or twice for some Star Wars stuff, and then and then once just completely unrelated, you know, talking about you. So uh, it's good to have you back it's here just on the podcast. Stuff, man. Yeah, yeah, dude. And I, I think <laughs> honestly, I love talking Star Wars with you because because you're you're passionate about it, and so uh, we can kind of talk about like other things within the universe that are, you know, maybe that your casual fan aren't gonna really understand. Um, right. So I think, you know, last time I think it was Boba Fett we talked about, um, mm-hmm, which that was great, dude. I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed Boba Fett, but I, I don't oh, yeah. think, I think, you know, after we talk today, uh, you'll know I'm very, very much a fan of this series. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. but like Boba Fett had its, I mean, it was great. It had its great cameos. Like it had its like big action moments and, you know, it yep. kind of had its like more wide audience range, but you know, like you're saying, it's like I think you really like the series for for a specific reason because it, it kind of you know shifts away from that sort of like Star Wars hero energy for kids, yes. and it kind of one thing that I you know really noticed about this series is that I really like they did is you know all these kids that were watching Rogue One you know when it first came out in like 2016, you know we're all adults now, so it's like it's cool how they were able to like make the target audience. Um, the target audience was the same people who watched Rogue One who are now us. So I think it was definitely a bit more uh, of a mature show than comparing the rest of Star Wars. Yeah, bro. But no complaints Dude. there. No complaints there for sure. It really was, especially like that first episode, you know, uh, just, I mean, I'm just going to clear this up. I'm sure this is obvious, but this is going to be a spoiler filled episode. So if you haven't seen Andor, please go watch the, watch <laughs> Andor. Do not listen to this episode yet, uh, but come back and hear our thoughts because we'd love to hear yours. But um, yeah, that first episode. I mean, he just he guns down an, like two unarmed security guards, like dude, right? Just like in cold blood, like they weren't even. It, it's like okay, I'll be honest with you. I'll ask your thoughts, like just your general thoughts here at the beginning. But like when I was first watching the first like episode or two, I was like, I don't know how this is gonna be. Like I really mm-hmm. wasn't sure about it. I was like, okay, yeah. you know, it's it's all right so far, but I'm not really like pulled in. And then as soon as I think it was episode three. It was like the last, the last episode of that first arc, and then um, it really started getting interesting. And then the rest of the series, I was just pulled in. But um, so, what were your like general thoughts, like just watching watching the show? Hundred percent. Yeah, I know. I, I agree with you what you're saying about the first episodes. Like, I feel like the first two episodes were kind of slow. Like, they they felt like it was just focused on a guy who was running from the cops. That's kind of just yes, what it was right. like. Yeah. Um. After like they shook him down. I mean, they even are showing now like brothels in Star Wars, which I think is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> it was so looking good. for a sister. But yeah, I mean, after that, like I think like the third episode, that 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 sequence, that ending with like 
the whole like fight at the end with that like I don't even know what kind of accent that that big guy has that one officer but like that guy um they use like I, oh dude did you also notice like that they use like the first I think like the first time Star Wars has used like an actual like human like earth cuss word before I thought that was funny oh, really but like Yeah, he's, like, during the attack. But, no, that third episode, I think things really picked up there. Like, I thought the ending was done so well. And overall, like, I think Star Wars continues to improve with their cinematography and score, Yes. like, throughout. Like, they really, like, it's, I feel like everything they do is very impactful with, like, the wide shots and um, and just, like, the beauty and lighting they use for a lot of sets and scenes. Uh, I liked how the realism of this series and all the scenes, like, I love, like, the planets they used and, like, Um, like the planet that Andor was on um, while he was getting, you know, on Aldani and looking at like that one beach planet that he was a tourist on. Like that just Yeah. looked like shred in Miami or something. I just love stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's I'm how like, I felt, I'm like, dude. That's how I felt in Rogue <laughs> One when they were uh I was like, this guy is they were in on Miami, Scarif. literally sleeping in a house with some random <laughs> people. That's so funny. that's what And I felt, dude. yeah. Like on Scarif on Rogue One, I'm like, this is like Hawaii. Like what? <laughs> Yeah, dude, like straight up. It was great. And I, I really liked um one character I really liked that I, I knew I was going to like from the start was Bix. I think Yes, she bro. added such a good layer of like, You don't know too much about her to where, like, you're, like, totally in love with her, but you know just enough to where you're like, okay, like, she means something, you know? So I Yeah. really found her interesting and her relationship with Cassian. And then I love how we always, you know, Star Wars always has to introduce a new droid to us, and it's always good. I like this new droid, Yeah. the the <laughs> yeah. the, the Yes. B-D-U-R-B-E-1. Oh, B. It was B, yeah. That Yeah, was great. and dude, he wasn't, like, overly annoying. Like, I felt like the... I love Solo, but I felt like the droid in Solo was, like, kind of annoying. And I was like, No, I feel that, yeah. I'm not really about this droid. But, like, this droid was, like, you know, it's reminiscent of, like, the Astro droids, like, R2 and stuff. And it's, like, Yeah, he's got I a feel little that, bit yeah. of, like, a, a stutter. Like, he's, like, kind of, mal like, broken a little I know, bit. it's so funny. His personality, You know? it's He hilarious. does, dude. And you fall in love with the droids, which is so weird because they're just machines, It's you so know? <laughs> weird. I was noticing the same thing. I was like, like, especially in the last episode when, like, he was, when kind of leaves him, like, cliffing with him, like, saying goodbye to his droid and saying, like, oh, I'll come back and find you. Yes. And the droid was kind of, you know, like, like stuttering, saying, like, you know, I'm not sure, like, are you going to come back? And it's like, I start feeling bad. And I'm like, bro, it's a robot. <laughs> It doesn't have feelings, yeah, but it's like but I do. dude, for real. Oh my gosh, yeah. And you know, one thing I will say, I so I, at first, like before I watched this series, I thought it was uh I thought it was another Dave Filoni one. Um and then Mm -hmm. come to find out, Dave Filoni didn't didn't do this one. It was uh Tony Gilroy. Um That's who it was? Okay, cool. yeah, and and he If you're familiar with him, he did the storytelling or the the screenwriting for uh, the the Bourne movies, like the Jason Bourne movies. Oh, got Um, you. Okay, that that yeah, might explain a little bit definitely, about the definitely the the does. the kind of action. I thought the action, this action was so like not so so different, but the action was a lot less sci-fi than I think the rest of Star Wars, and it Yeah. was it was kind of it was it was kind of a cool like it was kind of a cool perspective, and that makes sense if you're directing Jason Bourne in that kind of action. Like Yeah. I really like like just like all the timing and stuff like on like that. I I think my my favorite fight other than like. I think the prison break has to be number one, which of course we'll Oh, dude, we'll with talk the speech, about. Andy Serkis's speech. Oh my Oh, gosh, so good. dude! I am so glad to see Andy Serkis back in Star Wars after playing Snoke. I mean, Yeah. that was like the, he he's in so many great things. He's in that. I mean, he we have him in Marvel, we have him in Lord of the Rings. I mean, this man is Yep. all across the board. He's still he's old, but he's still doing it. He's still talented. Yeah, I, I definitely think that was probably like out of every prison movie or like TV show I've seen. I think that was easily in my top three, top two. Like, I mean, you know, you have stuff like, 
it's like that classic like movie storyline where it's like the main character gets into a prison but then that main yeah. character breaks out everybody it's like <laughs> you see that in guardians like guardians of the galaxy you see like you know in shawshank redemption it's about him breaking out but like this was just kind of a whole nother thing where like this was just great and like seeing all like that the way they work together and like the mystery behind like what went on the floor too i don't know i just thought that was a it was a great it was a great like that that second half of the show was yes. was really good really well done. I, I, I really like that transition from like the aldani heist robbery to um casting breaking out of prison i thought that was a great transition yes yeah and i i think i don't know about you but i think the pacing in this show is the best that disney's done with star wars so far hundred percent the hour-long episodes they didn't waste any time you had the two like you had you had saw guerrera back and mon mothma like you had like these people back i'm just like like are you kidding like i can never get enough of saw and seeing mon back in like and seeing coruscant dude oh i love it was just it was the mon mothma arc like where where she's like gosh like you get this insight where it's like okay wait being a like she she's a senator like in the Imperial Senate, but she's she's like mm-hmm. funneling this money, and she has to. You yeah. get all this insight of like, of like, I don't. You know, sometimes like like people complain about the prequels, like oh, it over explains Star Wars, like it's too much explaining. It's like we don't want right, that. Right. We like the mystery. I why well, I, I disagree, but especially in this series, I disagree like wholeheartedly. I think the like showing how different people in the in the rebellion in the early stages were like you know had to risk their lives and like everything that they were. To, to just Literally. try and maybe at a chance that they could possibly spark some resistance to the empire mm-hmm. is I think it's beautifully written. I mean, I love yeah, the way that the way that she like like in that the, like towards the end where where she's on the in the limo with her husband and she like makes up that whole lie about like his gambling. Just because so, she because knows she the driver's knows listening. That he was listening. Oh my gosh! It's to, to throw off the empire. She is it's so good. Oh my god! I mean, I, it's like it's amazing how like you can take these like these actors that were like you know back in like the 60s or 70s like you take these people back when like star wars came out yeah like back when it was beginning the hype and then when it came out later and like it's just like like they they, george lucas writes these characters and they have it on screen and then like the fact that star wars i feel like no other like franchise with star wars can just like take these characters that were written decades ago and then like revive them and just make them like and they all connect it they make it make sense they yes. give him a backstory yeah. that that's cool. Like I thought the whole thing with Mon was was super cool. Yeah, you're right. Like I think I definitely think like because now we can really see how she got to her position of power that we see yep. in the New Hope is because she's just that dang smart. Like, yeah, she's well, just... and it, yeah, and it makes the stakes higher. Like this is one thing I really loved about Rogue One was that it showed like how difficult it really was just to oh, like yeah. get those plans to the good guys and like everybody Literally. died everybody was, i mean died. there was so much like there was just so much like there's so much that led up to it i mean mm-hmm. that's so true you see like like i mean I, I i do think it's cool like when andor was first announced i was like the first thought in my head was kind of just like oh nobody really asked for this like i'm sure it's gonna be fine but nobody asked for it but <laughs> yes it's like now that i'm watching it like you can definitely like i feel like i'm really starting to see like why disney felt the need to tell us a story because it's like for new hope it's like you had the death star being destroyed and now they're like oh we should come up with an explanation for that so they have the death star and then we're like okay that's satisfactory but now they're like no let me give you more explanation as to yes. how that got to there it's so good yeah, and I, I feel and it, like it really shows the real know, side of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And I, I think people have complained a little bit that like Disney has focused too much on like all this prequel era stuff, but I love it. 
I mean, I love this, like bridging this mm-hmm. gap between the Republic and the Empire when we see it in oh, Hope yeah. is fantastic because there's so I mean, much there's there. A lot of years. I mean, there's yeah. how many years is this like in between? Like it's 20, in between the fall. It's 20. Is it 20? I was going to say they're like 10 or 20. I know it was like one of those two, but yeah, there's just so much time. I mean, and there's so many characters that are still alive that they could like elaborate on that they're yes. doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It, it was, yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's, it's just, it's a great, it's a great story. Like there's no other way to describe it, but, um, I will say that like the way that they've done, they did the characters specifically in this series were, I think it's the best like character development that first of all, that Disney's done with star Wars, but I think it's some of the Mm. best character development in star Wars period. Um, really like, like with with who specifically, well, I think, so I think, I think Andor, Andor has this grand arc throughout the entire series, right? It takes 12 episodes for him to go from, you know, the first three episodes, he's like, he's, he, he doesn't like the empire, but he's not willing to like risk his life for the empire. You know, he's, right. he's, he's, he's just, he's like just trying to get his sister yeah. and like stay alive, basically. Like he doesn't really care. And then you get from that all the way to the end of the series where he is literally like, like he, at the end of the, the last episode, he says like, either take me in with the rebellion or kill me because I, he's basically saying like, I'd rather fight to try and like stop this empire than to be alive. I think that's exact. That, that's so true. And I think that's why I, I think first of all, the, um, the introduction of, of Luthen was literally probably like, that was an amazing, yeah. that, that, that was, I think that was my favorite new character we got with Luthen. I mean, what, what an amazing, like, like, I mean, first of all, the actor, I mean, yeah. I, I forgot his name, but like he's been in some things. He's great. But mm-hmm. I think he said those exact words too. Is he was saying that where it's like you know, or I, I think it was Luther who said that saying like you know, I'd rather. Oh no, that was um, that was Andy saying like you know, I'd rather give like die die trying you know than live giving them what they want kind of thing. Yes, that's right. And yep. I think that 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 line in in the prison break. I think that that prison break was like I mean for Cassian, it's like I just got my freedom, but now he's thinking to himself like you know what next it's like that that prison break really gave him insight as to like i just broke away from a physical prison but yeah. how do i break away from like this the the empire like right like the empirical prison that palpatine has put on i think that's exactly mm-hmm. i think that's what you're saying is spot on where he was thinking like the next step from here is to like either die now or join in with the rebellion so yeah. that was that was super cool to see yeah i think i think it was that coupled with in the last episode you know he hears his mom's speech which, which by the oh, way yeah. was like so emotional i mean i don't know about you but I was that like, was oh that was gosh. really dope i i got some chills i got some chills for sure because i knew like especially when she started like the moment she started like talking down about the empire in front of them like i was yes. like oh god like things are about to get like <laughs> oh, like things are so tense right now like they're about to explode and then when cassian's friend like Oh my gosh, that 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 last that last battle scene, man, that was that was done really well, and that was for sure yeah. like that that whole riot on on Rick's road, yeah, that was great. And I and I feel like I feel like you know because all you had all these different storylines, which I think is cool mm-hmm. because at the beginning of the series, you know, you have one incident. It's Cassian shoots the, the security guards, and then the rest of the show like has this like tree branch effect where it's like he does one Literally. thing, which leads to these other characters, which leads to these other characters, 
and it's 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 not it doesn't feel like it's like sporadic or chaotic it feels like no, it flows it feels well put together yeah dude and even the at the end the, yeah. when they when they all come back together it doesn't feel forced like it feels that's natural. exactly what i was gonna say too i was just about to say that how like yeah. all the characters that like we see in separate storylines they all end up knowing each other they all end up meeting each other and and, and it's done so naturally it's done so smooth like it, it's yes. seamless like you're not like you're not thinking to yourself like oh here they go they're meeting you're just kind of like oh my gosh wait they know each other now like that's <laughs> yeah. it, it was done so well i 100 like, i feel like that's you know because you, you see that common in a lot of different like cinema these days is like the whole point is to like bring together all the characters from like the the show and like bring them together yeah. at the end like all the survivors and stuff like that but yeah. this one was definitely like the, the least forced i've seen in a while you know i i think it's up there with like in like stuff like game of thrones where in game oh, of yeah. thrones like you know you have a lot of characters who like they, they they bring them together in such like a great way and i think the writing is similar to that where it's like they're they're fighting their experiences like their risks their trauma it all brings them their their paths just cross because they're all because that's kind of what it's all about though is like their paths cross because they're all fighting for the same thing so it's like their paths are naturally meant to cross i thought it was yep. great it was really dude well done. it's so good um i one of the best things I think about the characters was that you saw this like depth behind everybody, you know, like Mm -hmm. I feel like traditionally in star Wars and I think the sequels tried to get away from this, but they, I don't think they did it effectively enough. You know, I feel like, I feel like traditionally in star Wars, you have these good guys and these bad guys, like this fight between good and evil and you're either good or you're evil and there's no in between. And I think the sequels kind of opened us up a little bit to like, oh, there are some characters who aren't, they don't really care about this struggle between good and evil. They're, they, they're just human. You know, they're, they're just here. They're like forced mm-hmm. into this like unfortunate situation. And like, I think, you know, you take like, um, the, uh, the code breaker on last Jedi, you know, like he, he's just, he's a war profiteer. Like he doesn't there. care. He's he's just right. making money. Like that's that's his. They bring him in, goal. and then it's like they they bring him in as a character, and then his true color show, and then he's just taken out. Yeah, like right. It's, it's, it's he, yeah. there to be. He's there to cause an annoyance. Yes, you know, and I, I think as a story. character, he's not a good character because he doesn't fulfill anything in the story. He's 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 put in there as a plot device to convey this message of you know basically being gray you're not black or white you're like you're you don't have an allegiance but it's it's done in a poor way whereas i feel like here you know on kind of in that same vein you have characters who are like especially within the empire i really loved like all the scenes like in the boardroom of the empire and like oh God, all the this ISB stuff agents and all that isb dude and all these all these like imperial imperial agents are like you you, you realize that like some of them they're not all evil like some of them are just they're just like these are people bro like they have they literally have motives and like dream like they like whether their dreams are valid to the individual or not they still have their own dreams and and their goals and And then they're still competing to work their way up to the top like we may not know like how they got there like why they think it's right but they're there and you can see just like how like you you see the potential in them like i thought that Mm -hmm. whole storyline like you're saying with like that like the isb woman like that was so that it, it was actually like i was engaged during all those like board meetings because i was like because i knew that she was going to fit into something later and she did like yeah dedra you know, bro she's she's, she's kind of a badass dedra, bro yeah. she's good dude dedra okay if i'm you know what i was thinking that i was going to mention was like some of the scenes based on like especially when she was talking with bix and all that like in the yeah when she was torturing her dog like i'm thinking to myself oh, yeah. dude i'm thinking to myself like dedra is to me so much more intimidating than reva 
with oh a yeah double-bladed <laughs> lightsaber like I it just agree. goes to show like oh my god like i'm just when i'm watching like kenobi like that's one thing i know is like watching kenobi about like the depth of these like new villains like you're saying about the depth mm-hmm. is like in kenobi you had like reva who was like you got her backstory and like you saw her motive in death it was simple it was there and she was like a, a good villain but like the the intimidation i feel like was just so like was just so much more on dedra's side um oh gosh i don't know i i thought that that just like the difference between like how you write like two different characters like how much you like get to know them was just it was yes. so important i, I yeah. feel like i feel like reva was just kind of like she was angry she was tossed around and like yeah she was an inquisitor but i don't know man the, these isb people i mean it was brutal it was brutal it, watching it Andrew, was but you're right she, she yeah. was pretty sick yeah she she was sick and i I like one of my favorite characters. I think was Cyril. Actually, I think that's how you say it, right? Yeah, Cyril. Cyril was. That was. It's like it's really like I. I don't like Cyril, but like at the same time, exactly. I feel kind of you bad, feel bad for, him because, for him because his whole thing was because like, when he was introduced, I was like, oh, look at this nerd. Like there's just this nerd trying to like, <laughs> like arrest. Like I thought he was just gonna be some like random like nuisance. Yes. But this guy, like I loved, I loved seeing his face the whole time, especially like in episode three, like. He has this just this like frightened look on his face the whole mm-hmm. series, and it's the funniest thing ever because like he like he's going through like all these like he's actual like real world like deaths and like fights, yep. and he didn't intend for any of it. He was just trying to be like, right. oh no, I'm just I believe in the law. I, be- I believe it exists. Yeah, that's along with the, the thing, Empire. He, dude. He's <laughs> like he's like not a villain. Be- I mean, he he's associated with the villains because he works for them. Right. But like, he, but he's at heart, I don't think he's a villain. I think he's just a guy who likes order and structure and he wants to follow Literally. this set of rules because that's what's put in place. And so if you're, if you're breaking those rules, then it's his job to go and stop yeah. it. Like he's, he's not, he just works. It's so weird. Like you get these characters that are like, you know, it's like, it's funny. Cause like in original star Wars, which I love, but it's like, you know, all these like Imperial agents, they're all, they're all British and they all like, they're all like these big bad evil like pseudo Nazis, and it's like literally that, that, not that's how it like is. That. Like they're all just like Aryan Nazi kind of. Like, <laughs> that's I, but I, I think that was the point. Like I, even though that was like the thing they were trying to do, it's like you're absolutely right. It's like they were just these random like British people who were just like under like Palpatine's rule. Yeah, for and like dude, a reason. lot of them, yeah. a lot of them, they don't, they don't care enough to like. No. It's sad, but it's like they don't involve themselves in the political issues that are going on in the galaxy and so like for them it's like well this is a job that's available to me i'm good at it and i'm gonna do what i can to climb the corporate ladder and that's what i want to do they have power and all that yeah yeah Yeah. dude the actors in this in this too i just was like think i I forgot like who um because dedra was kind of like feuding with that other like isp agent in there and yes yeah that guy's actor's name but i have seen him in something else and Uh, i can't can't remember remember what the amount of actors in this that like, I, I thought that the the the, uh, the role casting was just so well done because like you didn't really have any like huge big names in it that you would like that would take away from like the show and like from Andor you know yeah um, yeah but it was but there were some recognizable faces like I like I know like there was two people um, from Game of Thrones that are in this like Vel and um, whoever that that like the the head of that the whole like head of of the court of like the meeting room in the isp was oh um yeah that's uh, it it starts with a p he has a really complicated name it's like starts with a p and ends with an x or something dude i swear these names are coming up with her are so hard but yeah uh, i'm looking at the castles i can't find his name um Mm -hmm. 
There was um oh there's this, this movie called Point Break and uh, Ham from the prison was from there. Uh, you got Andy Serkis back in it. Yeah. Uh, there's just so and then we were talking about like Luthen and the fact oh, that it's, they brought it's part back of gags. Like, Saw. Party guys, party guys, yeah, party guys, dude. Like, like, like yeah. party guys, you're like, I don't know. I just these all these recognizable faces. I thought was it was c- kind of conveying because like they kind of, it's like it's cool to see another side of them. Like you know, to, yeah, like in a Star Wars like, role or whatever. To. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just because most of these actors that I saw in this, the recognizable ones, I've only seen from like one other like film industry area. So mm-hmm. just seeing them kind of like in this, I, I think Andy Serkis was probably the biggest face. And I think his role was super well, and the whole like yeah. I can't swim line was great. Well, and it's interesting. It's interesting because because usually like Lord of the Rings or like when he did when he was Snoke and stuff like mm-hmm. he he's he's not a like a face actor. You know, he just does like the yeah. This like, is the, that's whatever so true. It is, the, only time he's, the only time he's a face actor is in Marvel, right? When he plays like yeah. Claw or whatever his name is, or um, what's his name? It starts with a C, I think. But oh like, yeah, he, he plays in in, in in Black Panther. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, shoot yeah he because he does like oh, i guess he was in the batman i don't know who he was though he was too i'm probably it's probably not clive i feel so bad for all those people out there who are like marvel fans and they just heard me say that and they're like <laughs> oh my god that's so bad yeah, I mean, anyway <laughs> this is yeah i'm not i'm not like extremely i'm not as well versed in marvel's name in star wars for sure but um but yeah because i mm-hmm. i didn't know he was going to be in the show um, and then when they when they showed mm-hmm. him, I was like, "Oh, okay, interesting." You're like, "Word, okay." I, I was like, "Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm down for it." Um, but I, I don't know. I think I think that whole like prison break, um, and the the whole like imperial prison and stuff, which essentially was basically like a pseudo concentration camp. Um, yeah, I was like, I was like, okay, this is fascinating because I feel like maybe a little bit in solo. Other than that, I can't remember like it's like a time when we really saw like the rebellion or the the empire like taking prisoners into like right into like, like really a camp see, like that. We really got to see the nasty. Yeah, like other than on on the the Kessel mines with like the Wookies and all that. Yeah. No, this was like a real. This was like the 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 dirty stuff. This it was it was definitely a lot darker. It, it was great. It was that that whole prison thing. Like it was really interesting. Like I was trying to figure out like how did he like. Like, how did Andy, like, maintain or Like, he was a prisoner, but he also, like, maintained order over them? Yeah, uh, it was well, because really didn't... It was a weird system they had. He used to work... They said it in the show. He used... Did he used to work for the Empire, or did he work for... Was it, like, pre-Empire? Maybe, like, during the Republic. He worked for some sort of, like, like military, like... Oh, got uh, you. So he already kind of had that, like... like that. Yeah, so he yeah. kind of knew. Or he maybe he was in the military or something like that. But, yeah, like, mm. that's why he had, you know, the, the strict, like orders and the you know on on form and all this stuff uh, mm-hmm. or is that what they say is like on on program that's what it is yeah the on do the on program dude that i i laughed so hard when uh when cassian like was trying to like control the like the, the two guards in the, <laughs> yeah uh, in, the, in the in the control room he's trying to figure out what to say and he finally just yells <laughs> on program that's the funniest thing ever and they put their hands on their heads like so good like, finally i don't know that, 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 that whole that that speech that he gave to like the, like the whole like one way out speech yeah and then like watching them all like run out together that was super well like there were so many chills I got throughout the series but that was definitely like one of the ones like it just kept coming when I was like this is so good like yeah the score the the oh my gosh like I love like it was like like the all like white kind of made you insane and like the yep. whole like like I've never seen that concept before where like you had to barefooted because like the steel just like completely like demolishes your body. Like the yeah. Of that button, like that was such a cool concept, and like, 
and then it was like the only two that was, that, that was so funny when like only two of them made it out like cassian and then when the other guys from his work table made it out and then they just randomly get caught by those like two aliens <laughs> like who were those dude i swear those were like i was like what am i looking at right now bro they literally look like two guys in a costume and it was the they funniest did. thing ever it was, like, <laughs> it was like it was a random to, like it was og a, star wars <laughs> I, that's literally what i thought it was i was like dude are we back in the 80s right now like what am i looking at it was hilarious <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think, you know, that was like when I really like all the, I mean, the Mon Mothma stuff was really getting me into it, but, but I think like Mm -hmm. in this whole prison arc, I was like really, really getting the most out of the show because, you know, the prison arc was for sure my favorite of the show out out of all the stuff. I mean, it was incredible too. Only, I mean, over 12 episodes, there was like a lot of different things going on. Oh, I definitely think the prison, the prison one was for sure. I think my favorite next up there with like, I I think on, on the political side again, like, like the whole like mon, let's like you're saying the whole like mon mothma thing really kept me engaged because I kind of missed that whole thing. You know, because you know what she reminded me of was uh was Padme during the Clone War series. We kind of had that like croissant right. side to it. Yeah, like, you got to see the, the the political side, like how a senator, like how to root for a senator, but like everyone hates a senator. Exactly. I just that's kind of yeah. re- reminded me of, and I was like, that was just kind of cool to have back, not as like a main show. Mon, yes but, like, but it's it's like a in the show it, itself it, 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 just, like it supports the show it perfect you know it's it, it yeah, supports it's awesome. it really well yeah yeah it's great what, and like how what she did kinda... you oh yeah go ahead Mm-mm. how's it I, I was gonna say um well actually i'll finish my thought here on the on the prison stuff but i i have i have a question about about the mon mothma episodes mm-hmm. also but uh yeah i think i think i loved seeing like while they were in the prison cassian sort of start to understand that like like the empire like really doesn't care about us. Like we're all expendable. Literally. Like every single like, they're person. Just all here. expendable. Yeah. yeah. They're like, they're just truly, that's what I was picking up on too. There's trillions of people in this like area, like in, in each like sector yep. of like, you know, these galaxies and like, they don't care. It's like everyone's replaceable. Right. Yeah. Well, and it, cause like, you know, they, they, they'd make the, like someone would die or someone would, would get removed from the, from their their sentence or whatever and then like another one would just replace them the next day like they the empire Literally, like only cares about no the production, you know and then i think that's when cassian because that's when he's like you know andy circus is like i forgot his name is like cleo or something but he's like yeah he, he's like telling amazing. cassian he's like, he's like stop talking about this like stop talking about this they're gonna hear you and cassian's like they don't care what we talk about like they we're in prison here we can't that was go a really good scene care. that nobody's listening that whole speech yes. was so good he kept. He was like, "Why would you?" He's like, "Do you think they have time to like?" Yeah, they don't. Put mics here and, and and station and listen to it. Like, do you think they like? They had no idea. That's that. That's the beauty of the structure. Is like they're just. They have no. It's like they have no care in the world, and it just took one slip up. It just took yeah. one. It's so fragile. Like I said, the in all these movies, like that you see all these like kind of like, like totalitarian and like these you know like dystopian things. It's like the system works so well um like all like it, it it works really well because of the oppression but it's so fragile like it just takes one it takes a mistake mm-hmm. by the oppressor like how they literally like released somebody from like floor four and like put them in floor two by accident or something and the guy yes was like, that's right like i'm here again like that was it it, it just it just took one little mistake for words yeah. to spread like i it was it's so yeah, that, that I, I like that whole thing that he was talking about, like the whole nobody's listening thing. But you're out, like they, there was a, so much that went unsaid in Cassian's arc. Like I feel like there's so much that I would have loved to think a lot of what he was thinking, because his facial expressions was kind of like he was very monotone the whole time. But like he, there was so much going on behind his mm. head about a whole like because like you're saying like look at where he was in episode one, going to brothels like 
looking for a sister, like killing security guards, not caring about the empire, not really caring about anybody. People, I mean, even his closest people to him say that said that he was like a liar, a thief, and all that. And he ended up just like going through all this like stuff with the prison and seeing like what the empire thought of them as. And then it's like you're saying he was like nobody like they, they don't care about us. I think the moment that he realized no one cared about them is the moment that he started caring about everyone else, like in himself, right? Like, yes, yep. If if you think the empire cares about you, you're not going to do anything. You're like, oh, like they have an eye on me. But that was it was a really solid point to think about how it's like they. The, when he said like how many guards do they have on each level it's like no more than 12 it's like exactly yeah. there's like thousands of us yeah and only well, a few guards the entire we... system is built on like this fear like that's the only way that it works like the yeah natural it's, it's based on the fear of potential right yeah yes yeah like, like the... what, what what could happen if if i if i disobey what exactly could happen? yeah yeah because like hu- human like human instinct is not to be like under the control like it's it's like it's it's weird to think that you know these these sort of systems and like like regimes are they, they're they're forced you know it's like it, it's not natural like people don't naturally be like you know what I would love to be just like oppressed right now like that's what I'm looking for you know like it, right. it, has, it has to, to be forced something yeah and so or and so be, be forced, because yeah. yeah because it's so forced it's fragile because you're you're trying mm-hmm. so hard to like keep this order this like fake sense of like oppressive order. That as soon as like one thing doesn't go the way that it's supposed to, the whole system crumbles. And so really? yeah. I I loved this, so the whole the whole that's like, why I loved it too. Prison yeah. stuff, you know, because like all these people are just like terrified. And Cassian gets in there, he's like, he's like, wait a minute, like why are we like doing like there's way more of us than there are of them, and they don't care. Literally, about yeah, us. he so yeah, like, he's just like, what are we doing here? Like twelve yeah. hour shifts, unpaid, <laughs> just like doing this. Like like what are we doing, guys? Like like let's, yeah. let's be real. Like why why are we doing this? Yeah. It, was, it was such a good point. Yeah, I, I think that whole like idea around like the the fragile system falling apart based on like little things. I don't know where that all began in like cinema, but like it's definitely been like kind of more common trend. You know, like the more years go on, like mm-hmm. I think like one thing that that sparked it a lot. I don't like that was a major influence on it was like the Hunger Games years yes. ago. I think the first Hunger yep. Games really, really. I think that whole like I mean in the books, you know, like the, all the books before the movie, but like in both situations, you really saw like how just one move, right? Like one being like, oh, if we both eat these berries and kill ourselves, then they won't have a winner. And like that in itself just, and then they made a mistake by saying, oh no, you guys both win. And like that, that mistake right. is like everything. Just yes, apart. exactly. It's like, as soon as, as soon as you realize the rules can be broken, like they will be. Yes. And that's 100%. why they tried so hard. It, it, it's a crazy cycle, right? It's like the moment you realize rules can be broken, there's going to be a rebellion. Rules are going to be broken. Therefore, yep. more oppression will occur to make sure no rules can be broken. But that increase of oppression, like you're saying, goes against instinct, makes me want to break the rules more. So yep. inevitably, oppression leads to rebellion. 100%. And that seems to be something that, like, I don't know when uh, us in a society or us in, in just fantasy will ever learn that. But it seems like every time it doesn't work. Yeah, dude, that's what's so interesting is, like, is like um uh, I, I was watching. Uh, I was watching the last James Bond movie last night, and uh, oh, so good! One thing he Actually, says, really good. yeah, no time to die. One thing he says, he's like, he's like, haven't you learned anything about like trying to control the world? Like it doesn't. Like, yeah, he made some comment about like how like it doesn't work. Like you can't do that. Uh, and I, I think of this especially because, um, 
it's it's all i mean this could just be bad writing but like it's like like you think of like the sequel trilogy is like less than 30 years after the fall of the empire like you already have like someone trying to do the exact same thing i'm like how well did that work out for you yeah, last time? you like know that, what that, i mean that, like you already and it's like in this, the fact that it's like the same person too the same <laughs> person is trying to do the same thing right the same exact person same thing same technology same exact <laughs> like you still have your officers and stormtroopers like oh no dog it's gonna work this they time. got the same names like, too like, <laughs> like bro. the same Names, what are you doing? Insane. That's oh my god, they're dude. I swear, the sequels hate is is saved for that has to be saved for like another like like series series of podcasts because there's just so much definitely, bro. Dude, I was trying to off on on all that. If you actually want to like do that, we'll come back and do it because that would be fun. Because remember those you you sent me uh, those three videos. I think about like it was like a year or so ago. You sent me like three videos to watch, and some of them were like one of them was like an hour long. And it was, like, oh hour, yeah, like, dude. The sequels and the Fall of the Republic, and like how the sequels make no sense. And yes. after watching it, I'm just like, dang, that is so true. Like, how does the First Order even exist? Like, it, it's yeah, so true. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. I mean, like, like narratively, I understand that like there has to be a story. Like, there has to be some sort of conflict because otherwise you can't make a movie. Right. But like. That's where I'm like, why didn't you just go with George Lucas's like half written scripts? Like he already had like storyline written. Like you wouldn't mm-hmm. have had to work. Yeah, how those like unreleased stuff. You know, yeah. you know what I mean, it's like that's... whatever. But but yeah, like that's sometimes I get on this like YouTube track where I'm like I go down this rabbit hole of like Star Wars video essays and like an hour long. And I'm like, someone literally, made this dog, stuff. <laughs> someone literally like sat, sat for hours and days and then just came up with this. And you're like, dang, bro, like, like you're really beautiful. passionate about this. <laughs> Yeah, this is gorgeous, but I mean, I'm sure we'll see more of that in like the Mandalorian as we go along. I think the Mandalorian kind of gives some good insight into that with yes. like how the first order came to be. So I'll, I'll be looking forward to that for sure. Um, yeah, oh, speaking that, of like, uh, yeah. the new stuff, you know, Bad Batch just dropped today. Uh, oh, dude, I got to watch those. episodes. Yeah, I'm gonna watch those tonight for sure. Because I, I watched cool. a... just animation back in. Yeah, dude, and honestly, so people didn't like the Bad Batch season one, um, which. Yeah, I, I mean, like I, as much, I, I, can I see thought why. I mean, I thought, I thought, I thought it was cute. Name? I don't know. I, I thought it was cute. I thought it was all right. Yeah, I mean, it was I... like you, you just have to remember, like, like you have to remember, like the reason it's written for, right? Like, right. It's not supposed to be for these like highly intelligent Star Wars fans to be like analyzing it and be like, this is the greatest piece of like <laughs> film ever. It's supposed yeah. to be like fun. It's supposed to be a fun like, like it's they're trying to keep like Clone Wars animation after the Clone Wars. Yeah, they're just kind of giving. It, like, and I think it works, want. dude. It like, works. I think it's great. Yeah. It's it's not like like yeah. I guess technically it might be technically filler or like an unnecessary story, but like isn't all of this technically unnecessary story? You know what I mean? Like yeah. like we don't need define Android. unnecessary, right? Exactly. exactly. It's, yeah. yeah. Right. But I I don't know. I'm loving it. I watched a whole. I watched another one of those. It was like a 40 minute long like uh, video on why why the last the last four episodes of the Clone Wars like season seven. Mm-hmm. were like just they're perfect and and i i think that dude, the way that they I play love, in oh, dude, the, oh the way that they play into revenge of the sith oh it's so good yeah. and it's like tragic bro one, yeah. it's like sad like i'm watching that i'm it's like it's real dude. stuff no it is real stuff it's like yeah. there is nothing i don't think i've ever felt more emotion for like a cartoon than the clone wars yeah i don't think there's ever been a time where i'm like dang this is insane you know yeah it's well like, and they I almost and they, got attached oh 100 dude and like especially when they show these things that are like, like literally like seconds away from like changing the whole course of the galaxy. But like it, it didn't work, you know, like, like Ahsoka missed Anakin by like a few seconds. Like Ahsoka didn't tell the Jedi council what Maul told her about, 
you know, Palpatine and stuff. The, like, the whole she, thing with Maul Dog. Oh, my God. Oh, the, dude, I love Maul. Maul is such a great... Maul is I love such an, an, an essential piece. He is literally, like, if if everybody knew his... If every single person in the galaxy knew his story, everyone in the galaxy believed him, knew what was going on, like, that, it would change so much. Like, him yes. and Dooku were on, on the same page there. Like, it's crazy how much, like, like remember when Dooku and, like, Attack of the Clones, like, this man literally just told Obi-Wan everything. Like, yeah. while he was, like, chained up on Geonosis, he literally just said everything. He's like, oh, yeah, like, Darth Sidious, that's, that's a Sith. He's like, I'm going to ask you to join me to help take him down. And, like, yep. Maul was the exact same way to Ahsoka. Like, they're literally, like, these the, the Sith are, like, desperate just to, like, because they, they see how bad Sidious, like, is and, like, what he could do. And, like, there was still heart in Dooku at the time. That's mm-hmm. why it was so cool to watch uh, the Tales of Jedi and, like, that whole backstory with Dooku. That was beautiful. I don't yeah. know if you saw Tales of Jedi yet. But I that did, was, bro. I saw that was really cool. Yeah, I did. And and I, I love that kind of stuff because, like, I don't know. You could you could say that, like, oh, that's bad writing. Like, George Lucas basically, like, you know, it just shows that Obi-Wan's kind of stupid. But, like, I don't think that. Like, I think it shows it shows ignorance within the Jedi Order. Like, it, every it single it Jedi exactly, is ignorant. Yeah. They're, they're, they're oblivious like, to it. And, and yeah, it, it was yeah. too shocking to believe. He just couldn't accept it. It was like, yep. in, in his mind, it's like, in, in his mind, for Obi-Wan to believe Dooku, he would have to admit that the Jedi are wrong, that like, yeah. Mace and Yoda are wrong. And that's just like, you know, it, it's it's a complicated thing. It's like, it's kind of, it's a complicated thing where it's like, I feel like a lot of people in this world, like in, in like the real world and in like Star Wars, it's like, you know, you want to be saved and you want to find like, like you want to be saved and you want to find your way back like to, to light, to truth. But in order to do that, you have to give up your own way of thinking. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just a really hard thing to do. Yeah. Those kind of like little lessons that they put in Star Wars really kind of makes you like, I think that's something cool that Star Wars does for me is it kind of like puts my life into perspective personally when Definitely. like looking at stuff like that, like looking at how like, like I'm looking at how Obi-Wan just like denies all that, all that truth that's being thrown at him. Yep. And I'm like, dang, you guys are so stupid. Like, you could have solved everything. But then it's like, I take a step back. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, what, what am I saying no to in my life? You know, it's crazy. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it was, I guess I was a good little sidetrack there. Um, I, I have hey, a question. It's all Star Wars. It's, it's all Star Wars, bro. And that's, I think, like, all this stuff is, like, some of the best Star Wars, Star Wars content. Like, you can say what you yeah, want about yeah. the Clone Wars. But, like, the prequels would not be half as good as they are if it wasn't for the Clone Wars. Like yeah, 100%. 100%. I mean, but it's kind of hard to talk about one piece of Star Wars without branching into others. But anyway, that's okay. Yeah, especially anyway, especially in this say? especially in this era because it's like all like yeah know, the fall of the Republic, like Empire stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, I I want. What did you think about like Mon Mothma and like her family dynamic, like with her daughter mm-hmm. and like that stuff? Yeah, her. I don't really like. So what what is going on there with like you notice how the daughter is obviously more appreciative of the, of the dad. I don't know if it's because she's spoiled or because there's some other reason. Like, I, that I didn't pick up on personally, but it sounds like, you know, like, she kind of throws out hints out there by being like, oh, no, father lets me do whatever I want. Or she kind of, yeah. like, gives her mom dirty looks. She doesn't really seem to like her mom. Like, the family dynamic is interesting because didn't mom talk about how, like, they got, like, her and, you know, her husband were married at, like, a young age? Yeah. Because, like, like that tradition that they did. And, like, yes, I don't yes. think that she... I, I, I don't think she necessarily... Like, I don't think she necessarily regrets it, but I don't think she enjoyed that. Like, I think she looks back on that and thinks like, oh, like, what was I like that? That was a weird thing. Right. Because that's mm-hmm. what because that, that's what that's what's happening now. Right. With her daughter is her daughter's like 13, turning 14 soon. Yes. And already yeah. getting introduced to like a potential like, you know, husband. And yeah. I just think that she she's fearful of that like she doesn't want her to. 
I guess maybe she doesn't want her daughter to turn into herself. I don't know. It's 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 interesting. What do you think? I think so. I thought it was interesting that they like they. This is one thing about Andor that that's fascinating is that they brought in like in, in each place they went. There's like especially on Ferrix, but like there's all this culture. Like you really get this like mm-hmm. this cultural stuff from each of these planets. Like mm-hmm. All these people have their own traditions and their own culture, and they're all different, and it's fascinating. But um, like I guess I forgot what it's called, what what their their race or their their people are called. But basically, like this tradition, right, is like arranged marriages, like at a young age. Um, and I think I think Mon Mothma hers was an arranged marriage. She she married her husband. Um, I I don't know. Obviously, she doesn't love him now. They're not like they obviously don't love each other, but I don't know if she ever did or if it was all forced, you know? Um, but I, I thought it was interesting. Like her daughter, I can't remember now. Did they explain like why her daughter hates her mom kind of, or was it just sort of like, that's exactly what I was just saying yeah. at the beginning. It was like, I don't know like why I, I know there's a reason I didn't pick up on. I'm just guessing it's because her mom is, um, just has a lot going on in her life. Like mom, yeah. mom has so much going on in her life that like, she's, uh, she, she might be overcompensating, right? She might be like, 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 putting a lot of control on her daughter out yep, of lack of control in, in her other aspects of life. I, I think that, that that could be potentially what it is just because of, of the daughter's like consistent comments on being like, like talking about how, like, like how the dad lets her do stuff or where yeah. does what she wants. I don't know. Well, it could it just is, be because also, of that, but like, yeah. I, like it could be too, you know, like her daughter's growing up in this, this culture, all of her friends, like the same, same tradition, same culture. And like her mom, obviously for good reason is like, you know, this, this is, kind of a weird practice like it's kind of first of all it's like unethical but it's also just like weird you know to like arrange your kid's marriage is weird and she obviously is not for it and i think her daughter is probably like resenting her for it not even necessarily because she wants to be in an arranged marriage but because like it's what you do and so she's like i want to fit in kind of thing and like my mom is like doesn't want me to do that possibly yeah that you could, know that, that could be true too yeah like like the daughter obviously it's like come in the situations where it's like it's no one's fault it's just like like the mom like like mon has her reasons for mm-hmm. doing stuff with the daughter and the daughter doesn't understand but it's like how could she understand she's so young it's like yeah, yeah it, it's definitely a weird dynamic it, it's it's an interesting dynamic it's like it's definitely i mean you know it's in short summary it's a politician's dynamic right yes whole thing yeah just no definitely like weird like like weird kind of like sense of what do i control and what do i not well and that's i think actually i didn't even think about that that's that's a brilliant take you know it's like you get you get this insight into like these politicians lives and they have these like dinner mm. parties these like elaborate parties and stuff and i think oh, i think yeah. mon mothma like she alludes to this she makes a comment i think where she's like, you know, we're we're all sitting here like like eating all this like food and like you know, pretending like everything's fine. We're all just like cordial like politicians and like all, these people are are dying, you know. I remember that. I think that she was I think such she does an amazing it. line. I yeah. absolutely loved that. I know exactly what you're talking about. This guy I think it was like I don't know if it was before the dinner party or like or, or during, but yeah, she said something where it's like they, they were eating food and like like while they were eating, she did say like all right, like go ahead, stuff yourself while the rest of the galaxy stars. That's right. You know? Yes. It's like yeah. it was super. It was great. It, it was that just really puts it into perspective. And like, and, and they just wave it off. Yeah, like, which it's like a it's, it's, it's another Hunger like, Games uh, type yeah. thing, right? Like the capital. It's just like yeah, whatever. These people are just literally. Like, it's like the capital. indulging. You know, they're just like, indul like over. Just oh my gosh, like just the gluttony is insane, and like they just don't. Yep. It's like, and when when you mention other people, because to them it's like, eh, like. Like I, I think that was kind of cool to see, like, um, 
there was that that one character that came in and talked to Mon, and like he even said it himself, sitting on the couch. He just kind of like put out the like the remark out there, just being like, one of the many the one of the many luxuries of of being rich is not having to care about other people's opinions. You that's, know, I think yeah. that just is kind of where I think that was, that was that that line made me like roll my eyes. It was so funny. I was like, that's just I think that pretty much sums it up of like yep. how Coruscant works is yes. like. They, they they indulge so much they have all this like money and food and every, everything they get with they're, they're so privileged that like mm-hmm. the thought of somebody suffering because of them is it's too outlandish because it's like like they're outside of their like conscious mind right yeah it's like this it's, a, it's such a weird it's a weird way of thinking but it's just like it's kind of like the evil of money right yeah definitely and I, I think the other fascinating thing about a lot of these politicians is that they're like they're completely blindsided by the reality of what's going on because they like, even in their own heads, they believe that they have some sort of power that they can like wield, like being a politician. They, they, a lot of them probably still feel like they're under some sort of a democracy where that their decision or their like position on a, on a policy or something is like of any significance. But we, we know that at the end of the day, like the final say is the emperor. So like, the Imperial Senate is only there as this transition because the emperor knew that if he would completely abolish the Senate right away, that no one would, would support him and there'd be rebellion. So the Senate Mm -hmm. is literally only here as like this, this, this center is a formality. Yeah. Literally a formality. Um, I think, I think in the early days, especially they still had some sort of like say, but like at the end of the day, if the, if the emperor like didn't like it, he would just toss it out. But, Mm -hmm. but then especially like you get towards like a new hope, and then like Tarkin comes in and he's like, you know, yeah, we just abolished the Senate, like it's gone, and and so dude, yeah, it's like like all these senators, like they Mon Mothma is smart enough, like she can see past it, and she's like, you know, like we have to do what we can, we have a little voice, and we have to like try and like stop some of these oppressive like laws, but at the end of the day, like what can we even do? Like we're not even we're we're not even like politicians in the sense that we can like make decisions. Like we're only mm-hmm. here as a placeholder and all these politicians are just like oblivious to it. it at least it seems like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that there's so much to be, it, it's so cool that that whole, like that, the insight into the real world of politics, mm-hmm. the real, like, el- el- like elusive world of politics that is, is in star Wars. Like you're saying the whole formality of the Senate, it was cool how, how Mon's storyline kind of, brought us into that world for a brief second that was definitely cool and also like did they use um like the same actor with like cgi or was that just um like, like so the, the same actress or is that or is that like a younger actress like i don't i didn't really know like how they made that work because like she you know, yeah she, she does like, she looks just like the original um but no they they didn't use the obviously the mon mothma from like the original trilogy um mm-hmm. i know so the this this actress was in rogue one and she was in actually i think it was just rogue one yeah it would have been just rogue one mm-hmm. she she played so my mothman rogue one and they used her again okay cool so, so only like a like a like a six seven year difference whatever yeah yeah okay not too bad yeah. yeah and she did a really good job i mean i i at first i didn't realize that it was mon mothma i was like i was like who is this um yeah and then i think like you know i, I got into it and i was like oh dang like we're gonna get some like we're gonna get some senate stuff which I don't know. Yeah. People, people say Star Wars gets too political, like with the prequels. But like, really, when you get down to it, like 
all of Star Wars is politics. Like even the original trilogy. Where do you think it came from? Where do you exactly? That's so like, true. The like, whole thing is politics. I think of the same thing, less, right? You know, mm-hmm. when people say that, like when people say, like, "Oh man, like yeah, the prequels had their thing and all, but it's all based on politics." I'm like, yeah, I'm that's like, literally the <laughs> that's whole the story. That that is Star Wars. Like <laughs> it's literally the Star Wars is like like I mean, the the, the only like sci-fi, the, the only science fiction part is the fact that there's a Sith. Right. Like, yeah, because there's a there's, there's a like, magical and then force that I have to you know, combat it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But I, I, I really I loved honestly every every arc here. Like I wasn't there was never a moment where I was like, oh, this is kind of boring. Like I feel like in some of the other stuff, even in like Mandalorian, mm-hmm. there are episodes where I'm like, this is no. Not I feel super that, dude. Oh my gosh, I that was so funny. Like like some of the backlash that Mandalorian would get, like like just like just like <laughs> random, like insignificant backlash when like they'd be like, oh, here we go, another filler episode. Yes. Grogu needs some. Like our ship broke. <laughs> Grogu needs milk. Let's go. Like it's like just same thing over and over again. Yeah, dude. I thought, dude, that was the funniest thing. Like, I think it was so funny. Like, just like a little like side comment on, on like the Mandalorian when like everyone kept complaining about that. Like, oh, like his ship keeps breaking or like oh, he has to keep flying everywhere doing things. And then the Mandalorian writers like, all right, let's just you know what, forget it. And then just blew up the whole Ranger crest in total. Like, how about now? Yes. I thought that was hilarious. But yeah, yeah, dude. I'm... It's just stupid stuff like that. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I. We didn't do a podcast on this, but but like Obi Wan, I thought I actually liked Obi Wan. I thought it was a good show. Uh, a lot of people, yeah. a lot of people it, didn't it like it. What we wanted, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, so, I mean, so like, it's not I very feel good. like on like a story like basis level, a TV show. I agree, it's probably not the greatest piece out there, but I think the whole point of it was like the was to see like like Ewan and and Kristen like back at it again, like yep. I mean, yeah, Hayden Christensen and you know Ewan McGregor, like. Um, they were just back at it. Yeah, I think that was yeah. like the whole point of like, like seeing them like as like Vader and Obi Wan again. And I think just like seeing like how the Inquisitors work with their fortress. Mm-hmm. I think that was kind of the whole like. I think the point of it was to like show like the characters themselves versus the story. You know, yes. I, I think it's different dynamics. Like in this one, I definitely like in Andor. I think the whole point was to write a really good story, and like it's like you're saying the writing of this was brilliant compared to what we've seen in the past, like with Disney. Yeah. Who like you're saying that this this new director take was a lot. It was a lot more. It was a lot like you can tell. It was like the, it seems like it took a while to write. Like well, so, yeah, because Tony did... Gilroy wrote the whole show, but he had a. Di- I think there was a different director almost every episode. Really, that's okay. So like different yeah. directors, but like same writer. Yes. So, yeah, I just was kind of thinking. Like, I mean, I I did catch myself thinking from time to time. Like, dang, how did they think of this? Mm-hmm. Like I just—it's so weird because I feel like I feel like a lot of times it's the other way around, right? I feel like a lot of times Star Wars fans, uh, like you and I, will will watch them like Obi Wan, or we'll like see the title for a show, like oh, you know how Ahsoka's coming out soon, and we'll be like, oh, this is what I expect, this yes. is what I hope to see. Yep. I want these cameos, this character's life. Like it's like we start as fans, we start writing the story before we even see it, and I think for this one, there was just no expectation, there was no like lead. We just knew that it was Andor, Mon, and Saw. And mm. we got. So, I feel like I feel like so much more was delivered than I could have ever asked for in this. And I don't think I've ever said that with a Star Wars like piece of uh, like new media. You know? Yeah, dude. I'm in the same. I'm in the same boat. I I've heard some because I've listened to a few podcasts like their thoughts or whatever. Um, it's like some people have said that this is like on par with like Empire. Um, mm-hmm. and and I, I I think so. Yeah, like I'm not disagreeing with that like this is the first time like even rogue one like i loved rogue one but i think like ultimately this is uh, maybe it's just because it's longer you know like if rogue one was like like a few movies or like a few like a, a series like 
obviously, I there's more story there. Um, I loved Rogue One. I thought Rogue One was the best movie that Disney's made with Star Wars. But mm-hmm. um, I think this like expands like this. This show makes Rogue One better, just like Rogue One Literally, made a new hope better. Exactly. I mean, you know? it, it makes you like I'm I'm waiting for the show. Like I can't wait for the time like when, when the show is over to just go back and rewatch the whole thing and then watch Rogue yes. One right after the show because this is like I mean you know I don't know how many seasons more they can do but right now I know this is like five years before Battle of Yavin. Yeah, so I think should, I think they're gonna go New Hope. Yeah, I think they're gonna go one more season, um, at least. Cool, I don't okay. know if they're gonna do three, but I know for sure they're doing two. They've they've already started production. Yeah, they have to do two. two. I mean, they have to do based on how it ended too. Yeah, oh that yeah, was a cool ending. It, it kind of just like implied, like because like it, it's just a weird. It's it's like a perfect ending because it's like obviously we know Andor doesn't die. We know how he dies. Yes. In Rogue One, but it was just a cool ending for him to be like like the whole ending of the show is he's at, like it's like Andor is about to be killed. With a gun, yep. and then it just ends. And this, so it just ends. So Dude. now you're thinking to yourself, like, you're like, you're like, okay, I know he. Because now you're like, you kind of roll your eyes. I'm like, okay, I know he doesn't die, y'all. But like, but I want to see what's next. And now we have to wait like a whole other year. Yeah. Well, and, and and this is what I don't understand about like prequel haters. Like for any prequel, you know, is like they're like, oh, well, we already know how it ends, so like it's not interesting to me. And I'm like, no, I think it's it's even more interesting because like I know point A and I know point B. But what happens between those points? I know someone like, who thinks like that, like who thinks like that whole, I, I completely am on your side here. I completely agree with that. But I definitely know somebody who is like very strongly with that, where, where they're mm-hmm. like, I hate stuff that happens before things. It's like, like they hate all the prequel stuff because they say like, well, you know what happens after that? I'm like, okay, but can you tell me what happens before? No, exactly. Like, I want to know how, like, I don't know. I still find it interesting. Like, I still think it's like, even though, you know, it all works out in the end. I feel like, I don't know. I, for me person, I mean, maybe it's just a personal preference. I don't know, but like for me, it's like just because I know everything works out in the end doesn't take away from my viewing experience. Right? Yes, hundred percent. Or like, you know, even like with with Anakin, like the yeah, I knew I knew people, and like my aunt and uncle, for example, like they're they're like Star Wars, like original trilogy till the day they die. Oh yeah, you told except, me about them. Yeah, except yeah, yeah. they love the sequels also, but they they're not prequel fans. Like mm-hmm. they, I mean, you know, it's Star Wars, so they watch it, but like they're not like. The, the, like them with the prequels is similar to me with the sequels, but um, really they just think it's just totally just trashed out. Well, like, yeah, like, they, they don't like, what like is this? yeah, like when they watch, they're not gonna pick any prequel movie. Um, Got you. But but like, and that's okay, it's whatever. But uh, they they are like, you know, we don't need. They're like, yeah, like when the prequels first came out, like we didn't want to see, like we were like, why? Like, what's the point? Like we don't like the, There's a mystery of Darth Vader. There's a mystery mm-hmm. of like how he became like the man in yeah, the suit. Yeah, they were and, like, solving all these like bridge. They they like yeah, the mystery, I, but I'm like, you know, for me, I'm like, no, I want to see Anakin. Like, I want to see him as a Jedi. So okay, I I I get that part now. Yeah, they're trying to say like, yeah, you're right. We don't know how like Anakin yes. was. We don't know how he became Darth Vader, and it's like, and that, and that, that's just fine. And I and then but I know too. And then there's some people like us who are like, well. I think it wouldn't hurt to know. It's, exactly. exactly. Yeah, I, I yeah it makes right. It's interesting to know. It's it like, does. I, I know what you mean, though. It's like some people want to leave it up to interpretation. Mm-hmm. It's. I, I think. It, I think it really just comes down to a personal preference. Then at that point, you know, like, what are you? Yeah. What are you looking for more? Like, do you do you like the mystery? Like, I don't know. I, I feel like we we wouldn't have a lot. Like, I mean, if everything just there's no prequels to anything like we wouldn't have as much media of anything you know it's like yeah right. something. Then, i mean if yeah. you're just gonna make something like that's final it's like i don't know it's, it's interesting i think it's it's a personal it's a personal thing for sure 
but yeah, I'm I'm totally w- w- with you on that. I love seeing the everything that happens before. Yeah, it's a before it's, the fact. Like how, how how do we get here? Like here's here's like here's point A, but like what was before that, right? Right. Yeah. And and I think honestly that's like some of the best parts about about like, you know, like like this show specifically is a show that we didn't need. Like we didn't need right. an Andor show like you didn't were saying, you know. It, I'm, like, like, I'm like I didn't I was probably, care. Yeah. But then like it comes out and I'm like wait a minute, like this actually gives you and like here's the issue that they always have, like whenever they like make a new piece of like Star Wars content, is like they answer some questions, but then they like they they just like ask a bunch more, you know, because because like, now it's a point where, so where it's like they they answered some of these like loose ends, but really like now I'm just curious to know like okay, so how about the ISB? Like how did how did Cyril get to that position? Like how did like you know what I'm saying? Like all these characters now, like I'm and I I know they're, they're I don't want. Like this is the issue that I that sometimes I think Disney like falls into is like I don't want a series on Cyril. I don't want that. Like if you make a if you, if you make a show, <laughs> like they almost want us to. <laughs> like yeah. you, you make a show about these like side like I guess side characters. They're main characters, but like you know, like you make a show about these characters who are like supporting characters. I'm not interested in that, but I am interested in seeing their story progress. Like I want you to keep making content where you can incorporate other people's stories, but they don't like drown out the the content and, mm-hmm. I, and I, like th- this is honestly like my if i had a beef with boba fett it's that one <laughs> it takes away from mandalorian because i think the mandalorian was good on its own but two i think it also that that adds or that that takes away from the mystery in a bad way rather than like give a backstory on boba fett which i think they did in the prequels right that's fine but now you've like with Boba Fett series, like you've, he takes his helmet off. Like it's not a big deal. Like he, you've, you've taken away, like you've kind of, they, they made him into like almost this character that you're supposed to like, he's like a protagonist, which he's not supposed to be. I feel like, like that that's, is, that's, that's a my really problem good point. with Boba Fett. That's how I felt like, no, there is some beef with Boba Fett for sure. Like, I don't <laughs> like how, I don't like how they literally like brought in, like, like, I, I don't like how there was decades of beef between like, like Cad Bane and Boba Fett and yes. how much just pure content Cad Bane was in just for him to go out like that. I'm like, dog, like that was such like, <laughs> was such I get down. it. Like, <laughs> I was like, what was that? Like, bro, like, yes. like, I don't know. It's like, I get what they're trying to do. Like the whole thing was like, it was just, I was like, dog, like that was so, you know how long like we waited to see Cad Bane for? And like, I know like, bro. And it was such a letdown. Like, anyway, that was, that was something else. That, he had like that, one that good line else. and then just died, and that that's kind of like you know take another character like F- Captain Phasma in the sequels. Like Captain Phasma was like so much could have been a total badass, and then like just dies with no no explanation. There's no like which <laughs> which literally... I and I understand that's a point, right? That's Ryan Johnson's directing style. Like he wants to subvert your expectations, but it's done in a way that makes you lose interest. Like I don't care now at this point because now you've taken away something. That was interesting, and you've given no like emotional value mm-hmm. to it. Like, and, I yeah. feel like they gave so much power and hype to Phasma, and she ended up being a pawn for Finn to defeat for <laughs> yes. his own storyline. Like, I'm like, so that's it. Like, I just feel like it's kind of weird. Right? It, it, it's kind of like a weird tease. Like, you give us a character as good as Phasma, and everyone's like, yes, finally, like Gwendolyn Christian's back in the game. Like, <laughs> Phasma's great, and it's just like. Like oh, so she's not actually a care. Okay, she's just yeah, she's just like, a she's, <laughs> she's just someone to be killed. Okay, got you. Like she's a, yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's just these routines, and, and you never know like who's gonna be for real. Like that's how 
but the, that's the that's the weird surprise element that we get like now with Andor, where it was like you had Cassian who was like you know second to Jin Urso in like Rogue One, and it's just like then like this guy's really cool, and it's like you're saying when it came when it, when it was announced like. When, when when Marvel and Star Wars released, right, or I guess Disney, when they released all the stuff they're coming out with, right, this year, I was like, all right, like, we got we got Andor, like, you know, we got Acolyte and Mandalorian and Ahsoka, mm-hmm. and I feel like Andor was kind of just the bottom for me, I was like, who cares, like, yeah, I was what, like, this guy's what could they possibly write about, like, to me, to me, it was kind of ignorant to me, though, you know, I was like, what could they possibly write about, and then just brushed off my shoulder, but now I'm like, oh, they can really write about anything, and yeah, they, yeah. They, they took off with it. It was great. Yeah, it was. They uh, did. They did. And, dude, and one, it, one little. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. No, I was just saying, like back in like, like the in, in the beach scene. That just like I just got reminded where it's like it was cool to see like like the the shore troopers there again. Like we got to see like live action shore troopers. But then also when like the security droid came up, I got so excited because I thought, no way are we about to see how Cassian befriends. Oh, like, remember in, in, in Rogue One? Yeah, yes. he has, like he has this like he has this like his friendly droid, and I was like, I was like, no way is, is this the series where we're gonna see? I it? thought the same thing. I guarantee thing. that. I think that's gonna be season two. Yes, I think we're gonna see how he befriends him. Yeah, but that alone, I was like, when he when I saw like the droid walking up the stairs, I was like, let's go! I yep. was like, no way this is happening. And then he started talking in his deep and voice, like, oh, and dang. I was like, oh, I was like, that was so. He's like, hang. <laughs> he just started like <laughs> well, then, choking him in the wall, saying, that was so funny. Bro, I, I, like, I kind of forgot yeah, for a moment. I was like, hang out with him for a moment. Yeah, <laughs> he hangs. Dude, I was like. Uh, I kind of forgot for a moment that, like, you know, the Empire has, like, a bunch of these droids. <laughs> you know, it's like there's more. Yeah, for real. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just got excited because I figured, like, oh, there, it can't be a coincidence. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's yeah. funny. They do have so many. Like, I can't be, I don't know how I let that fool me. I mean, like, it's like, because you have a good point. They have a lot of droids. I mean, you know, I play Fallen Order a lot, and then that's, like, you, you yeah. kill the security droids left and right. But, yeah, just seeing that in the series, I was like, oh, no way. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Also, the other live-action cameo that I really liked. Um the uh, the flashbacks, even though it's kind of becoming like a oh, common yeah. movie trope now in mm-hmm. Star Wars, where like they just kind of flashback. I don't really know how I feel about that. I, I didn't think it was too bad in this, just because it was like it was it was necessary stuff. It was cool to see like, um, like how Cassian came to be with like you know his adopted mom, and then Clem, who he ended up using Clem's name as a fake, yeah, Donny. So that was cool. But like in that flashback, we got to see like the clone troopers again, and like they're all like white armor. I thought that was so sick. Yeah, seeing, like live action clone troopers once more. I was like, I just can't 100%. get enough of that stuff because, like, we because like the only live action clone troopers we have was back, you know, in like in the prequel trilogy, right, in like the two thousands. But now we really yep. get to see these like updated ones. So yeah, that was really cool. And then I think one other detail I noticed was in like the first three episodes um, when like Cyril and like that whole like like the the, the blue uniform like cops they're flying yep. down like on like these planets like Farrakh and stuff like that but the ships they're flying are the same exact ships they're like they're like repurposed ships that were used from the clone wars that like the clones would ride in like they're like the the la something something oh my like, gosh like, you're like, right like, la late tees. i don't know what they like they're the ones we see in the clone wars like they have like the the the, the turret on them the two lasers i, yes, I think you know what yep. i'm talking about they're, i do they're transport ships for the clones yep and it's the same exact model except the doors are now like all it's it's closed doors instead of open yeah and it's like all white i just thought that was cool to notice because it was like that's really what it was like it was like that they, they repurposed all the clone like that's that, that's where i really think it's cool about the bad bats with like tarkin and how he yeah. like um how we, we get to see the transition from like clones to like stormtroopers 
and yeah, I just think like, right. that was kind of cool to like to see like some remnants of the Clone Wars. Like that's why you know they have like purge troopers and like um, ships like that. I don't know. I thought that was a cool little like, Easter egg that they're out there being like, hey, look, like we still have clone, we still have stuff from the Clone Wars because like you know why wouldn't we repurpose it? Like what else would we do with all these like you know ships? You know. So anyway, that was just a cool detail I noticed on top of everything. Yeah, that is really fascinating. I didn't even notice that, um, but. And that's when I think, you know, you get these like tidbits where it's like, like, okay, there's clearly this transition period, right? Like this is early, I don't know, it's like, you know, 10 to 15 years into the empire at this point, but like, that's still relatively early. Um, and, and you, you, you sort of see these things where it's like, okay, that makes sense because the empire wouldn't automatically have completely brand new stuff. They're going to reuse the stuff that the Republic already had. Whereas like, I feel like you go... And I know that there's a bigger gap. There's a 30-year gap between, you know, Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. But you get, like, The Force Awakens comes back and, and like, all of a sudden there's, there's this Empire 2.0 that's, like, twice the size of the other one. Like, from what? Like, we don't have any details on, like, all of a sudden they got all these new ships. All of a sudden they got all these right, new like, characters. Like, like, all this new Exegol, stuff. Yeah, yeah Exegol, dude, it yeah. makes sense, yeah. Like, Starkiller Base. Yeah, that, like, you know what I mean? It's like, and, and I understand, like, Starkiller Base was cool. Yeah, it was cool from like yeah but it was like it was like how and i think you know i mean we saw that being built back in like back in like the, the, the i mean because that's ilum like star killer versus ilum i mean we can see like part like we see that in um like different like different series like i you know like in, in fallen order video game we you okay on ilum yeah as star, that's as true. star killer base being built like you see over the course of time but i know what you mean like i think that's the only star killer base they, they've been building that since like the prequels but i i agree with you on the whole like exegol thing but yeah i just wanted to like yeah, yeah just 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 to okay that's true that's fair on. that's fair um but you know there's like there's a lot of stuff like in the sequels where and i understand like maybe they're going to make more shows like mandalorian seasons whatever where they're going to answer some of this stuff but like like star wars traditionally like you, like you don't make the last trilogy in a saga that makes it like like that that leaves more things unanswered than answers you know what i mean like like i came out yeah, of no, Rise I, of Skywalker I and i was like bro yeah, like, like like yeah like you answered things like you you wrapped up the series that was you know rocky but you wrapped it up and but now i'm left with more questions than i had at the end of return of the jedi and, and i don't think that that's necessarily like the goal of a saga that shouldn't be the goal you know what i mean Do like you think you, that's you, intentional though Honestly, it could be, be. Like, it, it could be could like be a money, just, like a money grab thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, just just to make more series, they could. That's they could true. That, yeah. You know, but like, but like when the original trilogy came out, like, like, like I think I can't remember now exactly. Like, did George Lucas have plans for the prequels, or was that like did that come later? Um, right. Like, who? I think it I was mean, a little bit later because originally he had stuff for like after. I don't know, but either way, like. Like traditionally speaking, like you're not gonna write, you're not gonna make these movies, like knowing that you have to go back and do like a bunch of like homework later. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like for example, like Andor, yeah. like you get this insight into this stuff between three and four, but it doesn't feel like it has to. Be. Like without it, I still understand the story and it still makes sense. And there's there's like minimal to no plot holes between Revenge of the Sith mm-hmm. and A New Hope. It makes sense. Whereas here you have like the sequel trilogy not to make this podcast about the sequels, but like, you know, you, you have the sequel trilogy and, and, and it's like, okay, you've, you've made this sequel trilogy, but you've made the movies in such a way now that makes it so that you are forced to make 
pre the stuff between between them. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm mm-hmm. maybe I'm just being no, too that, picky, I, but no, I know exactly what you're saying because like it's it's an interesting line to draw to be like where do we like where do you draw the line at mystery right yes. of like how much how much of a vault of a Pandora's box we'd be mm-hmm. opening with like each new concept of Star Wars that we introduce. Yeah, I think that's a total valid question. Like they totally opened the vault with Vader, and that just like totally sparked like who Anakin was and Padme was and all that relation. And right. then it also like, but then how much of a vault do you want to open? Like you're saying with Andor and like with the whole like sequel trilogy, right? How much of a vault do you want to open with like um, the Palpatine clones, right? I mean, everyone yes, was, which everyone's is... asking like like why is Palpatine like when that when that stupid line was said somehow oh gosh somehow Palpatine has returned, which is so true, right? Saying, because I'm like yes, so somehow it doesn't make sense dude, and it shouldn't make sense. I swear, bro, dude, that I I I don't think that was Poe. I think that was Oscar Isaac talking, dog. He literally he said it was himself. He just was saying, "Yo, guys, somehow." the actor himself was saying that but i think like it's a good point because like that unlocks so many things like the clone thing i think they kind of start hitting on that with the grogu and the mandalorian we just don't have a full encompass of it yet but that's that's also kind of a good thing because now we get more star wars content and i'm sure you know what i mean like like i know i know that i don't always appreciate everything that that they make but like i'm not going to um and and that's yeah fun. i would rather you know what yeah. i mean i like, would rather watch something knowing it sucks yeah exactly. and not watch it at all that's especially fast, with yeah. such a like diverse lineup as star wars like like i can pick and choose what star wars i really appreciate and what star wars i'm like yeah i could take it or leave it you know it is so true because they have such they just like i mean now it, i mean if you were to go back 20 years and show somebody all like the content mm-hmm. out right now i mean it would just it would it would kill them <laughs> like it's just too much to handle like, it would dude. it's so true it's like you you can really choose what you want to watch like between like the movies the different types of movies like what kind like like the different trilogies you have your tv shows live action animated it's so true you can like it's the, like star wars has allowed us to be nitpicky and i think that's so cool because now we can yes. talk about stuff like this right yeah yes 100 percent. so um what are because so here's what's going to be interesting is I feel like, you know, season one is all about how Andor is like Cassian is is basically becoming this rebel. But for mm-hmm. there's this like at the end of season one, like there's this there's this fire in him where you're like, okay, he's like in it. But then you get to Rogue One and he's like disheveled. You know what I mean? Like he's he's like kind a, of he's kind of like point, huh? at a at a he's at a still point. Hidden. He's a lot more hidden, yeah. Yeah, well and it's like he's he's a rebel. Like he he has a, a, a purpose and a cause, but he's like hopeless almost and so i like season two my i feel like if that's the last season it's going to be like a little bit more of like a tragic arc in a sense of like it's going to be him going from like this like gung-ho rebel to like this you know we just need to make it rebel like where we were i'm tired you know because that's what it, that's what it feels like in rogue one like he's tired um yeah and i think we'll so probably see that more in season, I think season two will be a really good wrap of it all. I, I think it'll bridge over. I I hope anyway, it'll yep. bridge over. I I think I think one thing I've I've talked about with other people before is um is like what well, whatever however old will be maybe he will be in Torah in her eighties. I don't know, but one day when we have a, a, a really like a, a solid path bridge, no gaps, literally from the Phantom Menace to the Rise of Skywalker, and that yep. to me just seems so outlandish. But I feel like we're actually getting there. And like Dude, it's honestly, like or like yeah. literally like every year is filled in like every year every character like we like every major character you know like everything's yeah. like filled in like that I feel like that that will happen one day and that'll be an insane day but like 
I just feel like like in we're getting closer to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's cool. Yeah, and or I, I think season two will definitely provide a good bridge with that. Um, Do you? Yeah, that, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. The season, like the first half of um, I think that the second half it is cool to see like the second half of like the season was kind of about him finding that fire in him. I think that that first half, I, I did enjoy the first half of a lot. Like, I think that whole, like, I loved just, like, I, I could have easily had a whole series on just those, like, that crew, those six people. Like, you have, like, Nemec in his manifesto, which was so cool. I loved that manifesto speech. Yes, and, like, dude. Oh, my Nemec comes out as a character when he was crushed, dude. When he, when he was crushed, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. He got... Like, I knew he was going to die because, like, why wouldn't he? Right. Everyone adored yeah. him. So, like, why wouldn't he? But, like, him and, like, <laughs> you had, like, like the, the inside lieutenant and that amazing line, like, the lieutenant inside said when, like, when uh, when they were robbing the place and, like, mm-hmm. the, the chief operator there, he was saying, like, you'll hang for this. And he said, seven years working for you. I deserve a lot worse. <laughs> I thought that was so cool. And just, like, that whole, like, the whole robbery thing, like, that whole, like, Aldani thing, like, I could have just had a series on that, like, yeah, we didn't really hit on it that much. That's just because there's so much great stuff. But like the the second half, but yep. man, that first half, like seeing all that and like Vel and like seeing like um, so like how like the whole like thing goes down, like seeing like Skeen, that whole like just how the dynamic worked of like like it was so it was predictable yet enjoyable. Like seeing like how they were kept they kept warning you like oh they're not gonna like having a new member in last second, yeah, and they really didn't. And I really really liked like I liked what each person brought to the table like. I really liked how, like, Cinta played her role the whole time and she's still alive. Of how Vel is, like, literally knows everybody. Like, she knows Luthen and, and Mon. I loved yeah. how, like, and I loved how, uh, like, Nemec knew, like, like, he wrote that whole, like, manifesto and, like, knew, like, that him and Cassian almost had that really deep conversation. They started to on, like, before the Aldani heist. Like, they were yep. talking up atop that hilltop and he started saying, like, started asking about like freedom and stuff like that and like being thankful mm-hmm. and whatnot and like it was it, 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 like Cassian cut it off by saying like do I look thankful and like walked away I, I don't remember yeah, exactly how right. it all that's went how it was. I just thought it was cool stuff like I just think like they like those people like those were all of them were new characters random characters like half of them died and like yet the, the depth to them was it's like you're saying like I just never seen that level of depth of like a new character that like people were introduced like like you look at stuff like like you look at stuff like Kenobi and you look like Riva. Riva didn't have that level. I feel like um, you look at like in in Boba Fett when like those like bionic people those those like half those like half like cyborgs got like brought in like yep. I was like like I was like there's just no depth to that. I don't know, but I thought there was just some really cool depth to those like six people. And then that whole uh, the eye that episode where like the celestial event happened. I thought that was done super well. That whole like yes. that, that was that was beautiful to see that that cinematography. It was uh, I I I just was basically I I was just trying to say like just overall how I was really impressed with how well they handled like just like a little heist like storyline. Hundred percent. Like, I just thought like even though like even though I think the prison was better just because of um just like the emotion in the characters mm-hmm. and like the mystery behind it. I think that whole heist just like that that really brought out something in casting where like he was. He was able to like know what it means to be a team player, and that's just something he never yes. had done before. Yes, and that was just super cool. So yeah, which I, was, I think uh, is a is a beautiful like way. And I know you have more time because it's like a full series, but like like Cassian has an arc here. Like it's a clear like character mm-hmm. change, whereas like 
I, I keep bringing up the sequels, <laughs> but um, <laughs> like like you take Finn, good. like Finn for example, bro. Like Finn could have been this amazing character, and I think I think even if you just change one thing in the Last Jedi, Finn's character gets tremendously better, and that is mm-hmm. you know at the beginning he's trying to run away, and you know Rose stops him, and then you know Poe basically convinces him to stay so they can do this mission, and he gives Poe the tracker for Ray. And this moment right here, like already, like the rest of the movie now, Finn is uninteresting because this whole time, like they're supposed to be doing this arc for Finn where he, you don't know where his allegiances lie. Like, you know that he, he just wants to run and that he cares about Ray and that's it. And so at the end, when, when he gets captured and he kills Phasma, like that's supposed to be this big moment where he like reveals that, you know what? I am a rebel and I don't care about I'm not going to run away anymore. Like I, I don't care about just myself. Now I care about a, something bigger than myself, but it, it doesn't have an effect because he's already trusted the resistance with the thing that he cares about, which is Ray. And so it's like the whole mm-hmm. time, like I'm not questioning like the whole time on Canto Bite, there's never a moment where I'm like, eh, I don't know what he's going to do. Whereas like here in Andor, like obviously it's a prequel. So I, I know that he eventually he becomes a rebel, but this whole series, I'm like, when is he going to step into those shoes? Like, I don't know. And then it pays off yeah. at the end because then it's like, okay, so because of his mother, because of all these people. Um, yeah. And so I think I think it's beautiful. I just love it. But unfortunately, yeah, um, was, it, yeah. It was I'll let you finish your thought because I, I do have to get going. But um, Yeah, all good, man. I was just going to agree with you. Just a whole other level of writing that I hope we, I hope we see more of and uh, like kind of taking away from that fantasy side of it, like kind of a similar thing as Solo where there's not a lot of lightsabers and just kind of just focusing on like the politics empire and just really showing how a character can like overcome his struggles and like go through a crazy arc given the amount of like oppression and like working with others and how everyone has their own separate motives yet accomplishing the same goal. I think that'll always be great to focus on. Yeah, I totally agree. Definitely. Sweet. Well, thank you for coming on the show today, Ryder, uh, talking about, talking about some fun stuff. Um, and Andor and how and, it fits into the rest of Star Wars because exactly. a lot to talk about for sure. It was great. Yeah, yeah, and I'll, I'll definitely have you on again for more of this stuff or you know whenever you want. Um, but mm-hmm. but yeah, so thanks for coming on. Uh, I want to hear everyone else's thoughts. Like, let me know what you guys think. Let Ryder know too. You know, what, what do you guys think about about yeah. um, about the show, about the series, about anything we talked about today? Um, other than that, uh, that's gonna do it for us this week. Uh, Ryder, I'll link your I'll link your socials below if you if you're if you want um yeah go ahead everyone, go ahead, everyone can little, connect with writer that's right <laughs> um but yeah in the, in the meantime uh, that's all we got for you guys uh i'm your host ethan and we'll see you guys next week thanks for listening to the think tank if you like what you heard be sure to leave us a five-star review on apple podcasts and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts if you're interested in being a guest on the show dm and follow us on instagram at thinktank.pod for questions or business inquiries, you can email us at thethinktankcast at gmail.com. The music of the Think Tank podcast is recorded and produced by Corbin Finn.